are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. We're going to talk about some podcast issues I've been having. I don't know if you've noticed it the last couple days. We've got another engagement in Bachelor Nation that happened and broke late last night. More on Christina from Zach's season. I got a little more ratings talk for you, and they're going to finish up talking a little bit of the challenge and special forces last night. More questions that I have, or just some observations that I have about both shows, and we will get to that momentarily. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast is brought to you by Trivia Star, the number one trivia game on the App Store. Download it today to challenge yourself. Go to the Apple or Google Store and search for Trivia Star. Download Trivia Star for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles. Also, if you love Jersey Shore, then get ready because this season is going to be the biggest family vacation ever. You don't want to miss this. Make sure to watch Jersey Shore Family Vacation premiering tonight, 8, 7 central. On MTV, and if you love the Real Housewives, get ready for some Real House guys because Friday nights on MTV are getting fabulous. Do not miss the Real Friends of WeHo, all part of MTV's new Friday nights after RuPaul's Drag Race tomorrow at eight nine nine eight Central on MTV. All right, let's get started here. Um, I'm not sure what's happened the last couple days. It's been a few months since we've had this issue, but um, I don't know if you've noticed this the last couple days, but the both the daily roundup and the sports daily are not in your podcast feeds when they should be as you know i have it set to upload into the apple podcast world the daily roundup goes in at 7:30 eastern time every morning it's set on a timer and then it usually appears in my podcast feed around I mean, my time is central, so around 6.50, anywhere between 6.50 and 6.55. The last couple days, it hasn't gone up until about 7.30. And again, I have no control over this. It just uploads whenever it uploads. And uh, it's it's it uploads at the same time every morning. And for the Sports Daily, I have it set for 8.40 a.m. Eastern time. And it's usually in there by 9 a.m., Last couple days, 9.20, 9.30. So just keep that in mind. It's always set to go in at the same time, but for whatever reason, Apple Podcasts may have uploading issues, something may be going on. I have no idea. But yeah, it's a little disappointing when it goes up an hour later than it should because pretty much for the last two months, it's been pretty consistent, at least central time for me 
it's in my podcast feed between about 650 and 658 anywhere between there. So from the time it uploads, it takes about 20 minutes to get in there and to, to show up in my feed. Sometimes it's showing up at 645 central time. So keep that in mind when, um, if it's not up and in your feed, it just, for whatever reason, that's, it's, it's not because I uploaded it late because I have it. I record these the night before, as you know, and it just is set on a timer to upload automatically into those. And I get an email every morning uh, when it says your daily roundup has been uploaded to Apple Podcasts, and I get it at 6.30 Central every morning. And then it doesn't show up in my feed for another 20, 25 minutes. But the last couple days, yeah, 7.30. I think yesterday might have been 7.40. It was crazy. So hopefully that ends, and this has just been a glitch in their system, and they've maybe had a backup of downloads or whatever, but hopefully this doesn't continue. Late last night, don't know if you heard it, saw it, but our girl Hannah Ann Sluss is now an engaged woman. She got engaged to her boyfriend, Jake Funk, who is a running back in the NFL. I don't know what team he's on now. I know he was on the Rams last year, got a Super Bowl ring. This season he was let go by the Rams, picked up by, I believe, the Saints at one point. Then they let him go. And now I believe he's with the Colts on their practice squad, but I'm not sure. But they got engaged last night. Congratulations to them. And all this does is bring me back to 2020 where I talk about it, and I've said this for a while now. I think one of the craziest times in this Bachelor show's history, which doesn't even include what happened during filming, was from November of 2019 until March of 2020, right when the pandemic started. Because that's when Peter Weber went wild sowing his oats around town. So we know that he got engaged to Hannah Ann at the end of his season, which was in November. Filming ended in November of 2019. We know that he broke up with Hannah Ann the week of the Super Bowl of January 2020. That weekend at the Super Bowl, we know that he ran into Kelly Flanagan. We don't know what happened, but knowing what happened two months later, they probably kept in touch during those two months. We also know that after running into Kelly Flanagan, in January, we also know that Peter Weber had sex with Hannah Brown because she said it in her book, which I believe they met at a party in L.A. February-ish. And we also know, because we saw it on the show, he reconciled with Maddie Pruitt where he meets her at that L.A. house. They talk about it, and they talk that they're going to give it a try. And then on the live after the final rose, we remember that whole fiasco with Peter's mother basically telling him, this ain't going to work. Parents basically disowning him for wanting to be with Maddie. And he's telling his parents, I love this woman. Maddie sticking up for herself. Then two days later, Peter and Maddie releasing a joint statement on Instagram like, yeah, uh, we tried, doesn't work. And which made no sense whatsoever, which pretty much goes to show that what happened on the after the final rose was a farce. They were never going to get back together. It was ridiculous. You can't you can't say you're getting back together. And I'm telling your parents who totally disapprove of Maddie, I love this woman. And two days later, you decide to end it. I mean, come on, at least fake it <laughs> to make us think that you were actually serious on the after the fun of Rose. But he didn't. And then two weeks after that 
is when the pandemic started and we remember everything that happened down in Chicago where Peter is seen with Kelly and Dustin hanging out in Chicago at the beginning of the pandemic and we know they started dating from that point. So here we are post-Peter filming from November of 19 to March of 2020. He was with Hannah Ann. He was with Kelly. He was with Hannah Brown. He tried to be with Maddie, but we know where she stands on her sexual behavior pre-marriage. And then, you know, tried to be in a relationship with her on the After the Fun Rose, and it didn't work out. But, man. And, he, you know, the crazy thing is, I don't know. I mean, maybe on his podcast he did address this, but has he ever been... Has he? I, I mean, if there's one guy I would actually like to talk to in this franchise, it's Peter. Because, and and I would only talk to him because I would want him to go over that timeline. I want him to go over those four months and be like, because I'm like, okay, something is off, Peter, because you were either leading somebody on or like, what was happening here? How could you, when you met Kelly at the Super Bowl, what happened? Did you guys keep in touch? Did you just exchange numbers? Did you hook up? What was it? Because then we know that you slept with Hannah Ann in March or in February a few a few weeks later after the Super Bowl because she wrote it in her book and you didn't deny it when it became public. So what happened with that? And then we know that, okay, so you had that night with Hannah Brown and maybe it was just, you know, you guys were horny and you wanted to have sex. Great. But then you turn around and you're and, and then you're trying to convince America that you want to be with Maddie. Like, what was that all about? Did you really want to be with Maddie? And why did you go through all that whole charade only to end it two days later? Like, has the guy ever had to answer for this? I think people want to know. That's what I would want to know. I don't, I don't care about anything else about this guy's life other than those four months from November of 19 to March of 2020. But probably never going to get that answer, unfortunately. Oh, well. But, yeah. Oh, by the way, <laughs> this, this is a total offshoot of uh, congratulations, Hannah Ann, uh, for getting engaged. But, yeah, it just brought me back to those times with Peter and what a crazy season that was and what a crazy post-season that was. I mean, my gosh, I remember it took me forever to find out who Peter was engaged to. And we had all those clips and the way they showed the finale, all that stuff. And, you know, bring you know Peter's mom, bring her home, all that. Oh, man, that season was a mess. And I want to talk one last thing about the ratings from yesterday. I talked about the ratings yesterday, and the one thing is that we when we talk about the ratings, and I talk about 2.9 million viewers and a .6 rating, every time we've talked about those ratings, it's always about the overnights. That's what appears that they, they are able to pull overnight numbers overnight. That's why they're called the overnights. But it really is a guesstimate. You can't possibly know exactly how many people in America are watching the show. It's based on a... Basically rounding up, you get you get a selection of about a thousand people. You find out what they're doing, and then you kind of multiply it out. So ratings are always basically just a guesstimate, anyway. However, every time we do talk about ratings, it's the overnights. The one thing that's never released to the public is if you watch something within three days on your DVR, that counts. If you watch something within seven days of recording it on your DVR, that counts as well. And now you've got all these streaming numbers, and those numbers are not readily available to the public. So the Bachelor can never talk about those numbers. So while the numbers are down, once again, of course, on network television and the overnight ratings of 2.9 million viewers and a point six. 
you still have more people tuning in because there is DVR plus three, DVR plus seven, and streaming numbers, which are never released publicly. Those are only released internally, which goes to show that The Bachelor clearly knows what those numbers are, and if they were horrible, I don't think the show would still be on the air. Not to mention everything I talked about yesterday, the biggest thing, which is the women 18 to 54 category where they blow doors on everybody else for two hours on Monday nights. So keep that in mind when you see ratings. That's just the overnight. Literally, the show ends 9 p.m. Central Time on Monday night, and by 9 a.m. Central Time, we already have a guesstimate of how many people watch the show. It's kind of ridiculous. There's really no way to know across all of the United States and 330 million people really how much how many people watch the show. It's kind of ridiculous. So let's talk about the challenge last night really quick. We are finally at the at the end game here, although I'm guessing the finale is going to last over two weeks of episodes like it usually does because now we find out at the end of last night's episode, it is a 100-hour finale. I don't know what that means. TJ's TJ's final run is 100 hours. I, there's no way they're keeping these people up for 100 hours straight. Maybe, or maybe that is it. Maybe they have to keep them up for three straight days. How many days is that? Jeez, oh, that's four days. My bad on the math. I, I, I don't know what a 100-hour final means, but I'm really interested to know. What I do know is it's probably going to take up two weeks of episodes. And then, isn't the reunion show that they already filmed in London, isn't that one usually take two weeks? So we still might have four weeks of episodes. Maybe the reunion is only one week of episodes, but so we still got minimum three weeks left of this show. But last night, we saw Bananas and Nani beat Fessy and Mariah in the zone. And look... (laughs) Fessy, for a guy who talks as much as he does, still has not won anything in this game. And I'm curious to see if he ever will. I don't know if he's got it to win this thing. Because, yes, he lasts far every season. and Yes, he's gotten to a couple finals. But if I'm not mistaken, two finals that he was in, he quit. One with the um, when he when Casey was his partner and he kept throwing up, and then the other one maybe he didn't quit but he gassed out. He had a lead and totally gassed out. And I think that was the one Bananas won his last title with. I'm terrible on who won what season and the names of the seasons. I just forget. I watch them all and I forget. Same thing with Survivor. I watch every episode and I tell you I forget what happens literally two or three weeks later. So. Yeah, I mean, here's Fessy. I think this is his fourth or fifth show he's been on, and he still has never won, yet he talks a great game. And I don't know. And in the beginning of this season, didn't Fessy say something along the lines of, I don't want to be called Fessy anymore because I don't, it rhymes with messy, and I don't want to be messy Fessy. I want to be Faisal, which is my name. I remember him making a big deal of that in episode two or three, maybe four or something like that. They've called him Fessy ever since. What happened to the whole Fessel thing? I thought that's what he wanted to be called. I didn't really understand that. But you look, Bananas is a seven-time winner. He's now in the finals against Horacio and Olivia, Anissa and Jordan, and Devin and Tori. 
I mean, <laughs> looking at those four teams, I got to believe Bananas and Nani are the favorites. And honestly, the team I'd put in second would be Horacio and Olivia, just based on the way they performed this season. I have no idea how this thing plays out. Clueless. But I don't know. I'd really have to, I mean, obviously not knowing what they have to do, it's very hard to say, like, like if I had an idea of what are all the things that these people are going to have to do in a challenge, there's always going to be an eating challenge, you know that, there's always going to be an endurance thing, there's always going to be someone doesn't get to sleep, we get that, but looking at these four teams, Anissa just doesn't have the endurance, she never has, I just can't see them winning. Bananas and Nani are the best team there, and I think Horacio and Olivia are number two. And I'd probably put Devin and Tori three. But then I'm like, can Jordan really finish fourth? Put it this way. If, if they do, it's it's not going to be Jordan's fault. Um, I, again, it's very tough to determine because I don't know how many endurance portions of this final there are going to be. But if there are quite a few... I mean, we've seen how Anissa has done in the past in endurance challenges. She just doesn't do well, and that's going to be huge going into this final. So uh, I can't wait. I want to see it play out. The way it's been edited all season and the way they brought certain veterans in at when they did, I mean, to me, I said it at the beginning of the season, just the way Bananas has been acting on social media, the way – the edit has gone for him and Nani all season. It really does seem like they won this season. But I guess we'll find out in a couple weeks. If you do know and the spoilers are out there, don't tell me. I don't want to know. But that is my guess, is that he has taken home his eighth title. And then we're going to see him on the next season of the challenge. And it looks like we're going to see him on Challenge USA as well. So Bananas is far from done uh, from this franchise. And I want to end it with talking about Special Forces last night. In particular, two, a couple things. Number one, Hannah Brown is really doing well on this show. I mean, she's killing it on this show. However, it is so, I don't know if it's funny or if it's bizarre or just weird. And look, Hannah's admitted it herself on this show. When she gets in, I guess, uncomfortable situations, whatever the case may be, she smiles. And I've... Never seen somebody going through the hell they put the contestants through on this show. Special force ops work. And Hannah has this shit-eating grin on her face. like, and, and she can't help it. I get it. She can't help it. I'm just saying it looks funny. She's literally rappelling down a 250-foot tower, and she's got a smile on her face. Not because she's like, oh, I'm acing this. I, it's not. It's more of a nervous thing. She can't help herself. She's driving a SUV through a war zone where bombs are going off, and you know people are shooting at the car, and she's got a grin on her face. And I know it's not because she's laughing and thinks it's funny. I get that, but it's still funny to watch because she always has a smile on her face, and she can't help it. I guess it's from pageant world or whatever, but. Props to her for killing it this season because she is – she's passing every test. I can't remember one that she failed. She probably did fail one that I'm forgetting, but she nailed the rappelling and she nailed the 
driving through landmines, you know, that challenge last night. She's really good. And I, I, I kind of felt that way just because of the way she talked about the show and the way she's promoted it on social media. Like if, if she knew that she didn't do well and she quit, I don't think she would be telling everybody to tune in every, you know, I, I just kind of see the way they, they promote stuff. And people that don't want you to tune into something that they were on, which I'm very well familiar with, um, it's because it didn't go well for them. But I, just the way that she's promoted it and told everybody and done all these interviews, if she ends up quitting during this thing, I don't think she'd be doing as much promotion as she did because why would you tell people to tune in to watch you quit? I think she's, But she doesn't need to quit. She's killing it. She's doing really, really well. The only other thing that I had about last night was the repelling challenge. That seemed quite difficult. And it seemed like it needed a little bit more instruction. Like they got up to the top of the tower, which was hard enough as it was, going up 300 steps. And then they strap in, and then the guy is just sitting there yelling at him and just like, okay, pull this and do this. And this is like, and look, this could have just been for TV purposes. They, they didn't need to walk them through every single instruction and show it to us. But those contestants were well aware exactly of what they needed to do, which is certainly possible. I'm just saying, as a viewer, it seemed way tougher than what they made it look like because all of them, I think only of the repelling of the eight, I think it was four and four or maybe three passed and five didn't or five passed and three didn't. But when they got up there, it seemed really difficult. And I was like, it seems like they need more instruction than this. You're literally just sending them down a 250 foot tower. Don't you want to kind of tell them what they need to do? As for the show ending the way it did, I seriously don't think Danny Amendola quits. Um, however, yeah, he did develop quite an attitude, and I get that the instructors are there to pressure you at all times and to pressure buttons at all times and to yell at you, and your job as a recruit is to not say a word back. And Danny Amendola obviously... The best one there is in the best shape, has passed every single challenge that they've given him, has gotten kind of a big head. But calling the instructor bro and dude, yeah. I don't think he's going to end up quitting over that. I think that he's just realizing, okay, I can't say this stuff. I'm, I'm, It's disrespectful, and it's not the way you treat your superiors in that position. But, yeah, he's not quitting. There's no way, especially over something that he's passed every challenge. He wouldn't quit and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. And if he does, that's kind of a dick move on his end. But I don't think he will. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. It is much appreciated. Hopefully, this podcast will be up in time like it should be, like right before 8 a.m. Eastern time. But like I said, I have no control over that. The Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now, and then podcast number 323 will be up in a couple hours. It's an interview with Dylan Wren and Patrick Hickey from the Bad TV Podcast. They are two guys that watch The Bachelor and have their own thoughts on it, and these are my type of guys. Uh, don't take the show seriously. Have a little fun. They're not mean. At least I don't think they were. Um, but, you know, snark on the show, and uh, I really think that you should check out their podcast. It's Bad TV Podcast. You'll get to hear them and get to know them a little bit better in a couple hours for podcast number 323. So that's coming up. And once again, we are back tomorrow with yet another Daily Roundup. So until then, I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!